The story you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Here's adventure. Here's romance. Here's the famous Robin Hood of the Old West. Aw, oh, just sneak in. Not me. I ain't going to church. No Sunday school today. Good afternoon and welcome to the Removing Confusion podcast. It's been a busy bunch of days around the ranch here, so I am remiss in my duties as a host, and I apologize for that. We'll try to do better as we go forward. It's May the 27th, 2022, and uh, it's been a really devastating week for some as you already may know down in Uvalde, Texas 19 school children ages 7, 8, 9 and 10 or something like that that grade school kids were murdered by a homicidal maniac a deranged young man and as we sit and think about these things, and, and two teachers as well, or adults anyway, I think the problem with that last part is there was a there was a definitely a teacher involved, a young lady, forty four years old, and then uh, her husband, whom they've been married twenty four years, high school, um, lover, uh, whatever you call it, uh, high school boy and girlfriend. Um, he had a heart attack and died. So they have four kids more that faced the tragedy of what happened in Texas this past week. Folks, we look at these things and we want to point fingers at who's at fault. You know, first of all, the government comes out with their typical leftist garbage uh, the, the president of the United States in name only, as far as I'm concerned, Joseph Biden came on and gave a speech. He quoted from some scripture. Maybe we'll look at that. I, I don't have a lot of time today. I have another commitment yet, but we, we have time to cover this just a little bit and try to break it down some. He used Psalm 34, and uh, I think I will look at that in a bit. He, uh, you know, the, and the thing of it is these guys, you, they snatch a, a chunk of scripture that their speechwriter finds for them and says, here, use this, you know, this is about the brokenhearted, it'll work. And then, you know, it's, it's like a lot of things with these guys, it's their speech starts out good and ends bad. And I'm not even going to go into the political 
side of this. I don't want to. Uh, there's no real way other than the Lord Jesus Christ for us to bring comfort to those folks that are down there. We can blame the cops. We can blame the gun lobbyists as the president did. We can, we can blame every, uh, the, the absence of a school resource officer that day. We can blame whoever left the door open that the, the idiot got in, um, we can we can blame a lot of things a lot of people we can look at these you know this is uh tucker carlson on his show last night said something poignant he said you know it's like you know we look at these things to find out what went wrong like uh when a plane crashes the the uh transportation safety board comes out and they do a deep dive into everything they gather all the pieces and they want to see where where the problem was the problem here in the bottom of all this is the spiritual aspect of it. You know, you can look at it from a lot of different ways. You can point fingers in a lot of different directions. But the, the, the matter of the fact, the fact of the matter, however you want to, I know I might skip that around backwards, but the fact, matter of fact is who is to blame is the guy who took the guns, went in there knowingly with with uh, premeditation, and did what he did. We can point our fingers and say, this could have been done better, that could have been done better, that shouldn't have happened, that shouldn't have happened. But in the end, it doesn't make it any difference. Yes, if the door was locked, he wouldn't have got in. Yes, if there was a police officer present, maybe it would have been stopped. Maybe, maybe. These are all things that we can conjure up in our minds. And and we, we need to, to a certain degree, to have healing. But it doesn't heal. We have to get to the bottom of it. A lot of young little lives were taken. And the real reason behind it, the only viable person or entity that can be blamed is a young man who had mental problems. Now, there's a lot of different things that we can go through on the mental problems era or emphasize. In the Gospel of John, chapter 8, Jesus spells something out very plainly. And you know, the thing of it is, is the things that are plain in Scripture, people have so much trouble with. And it's, uh, he said it like this, verse 43 and 44, Why do ye not understand this, my speech, even because ye cannot hear my word, they, his message? They didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to know what this man, Jesus, had to say. They didn't, they, 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 the Pharisees, the leaders of the day, let's put it this way, the religious leaders of his day, they didn't want to hear from him because he was unlearned. He was uneducated. He was a carpenter as far as they were concerned. They could never see him as the son of God. I'll let that pause for a moment. 
He says to them in verse 44, chapter 8 of John, ye are, your, uh, ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe it not. Believe me not, he actually said. This boy man child whatever with all these mental issues that were known about evidently from what they say you know got a hold of some weapons and caused horrible carnage should it never happen should have never had the chance we have decided in this country to take the mentally ill where we used to take the ones who were decidedly very mentally ill and keep them harbored away from the rest of population. Now, some of those things that they did with these people were horrible, and the places they did them in should have been regulated much better than they were. The mental institutions these people that are this bad off and slip through the cracks are the ones, if you look at all the, uh, you, and especially the younger murderers, the ones who did Columbine, the one who went to Paducah, Kentucky and shot up a school, this one that just happened last week, there was another one at a grocery store in Buffalo the week before, just the week before, 10 days or so before this incident happened. All of them teenage boys, young men, all of them mentally challenged in one way or another. Most of them, if I'm not mistaken, were on some kind of a psychotropic medication which when you look at the antidepressants that they hand out like candy to people, and instead of dealing with the problems that are causing them, because doctors can't do that. Only the Lord can. Many of these things, you know, there's very few people who have a problem that stems from an organic issue. You know, an overactive metabolism or whatever. Most of these things are of a spiritual nature. And when they, they hand these things out to them, these antidepressants, they say right on them, they're not made for anyone under the age of, say, 18. And they give it to kids younger than that. The serotonin and melatonin levels get all whacked out of out of shape these pills don't help but we have a society that's decidedly against god they want nothing to do with what god can do oh that's not a quick fix the pills will work so much better i'm telling you if we don't get ourselves back on some kind of a positive spiritual track 
we are going down the tubes, and the world will go down the tubes. We need to get as many people and pull them from the cliff edge as we can because once they take that final step off the cliff, they end up in hell. They end up in hell or something worse here on this planet. We have really not done a very good job. Preachers stand in pulpits and they have one message, usually. And they hammer, hammer, hammer on that message. And usually, you know, anymore the churches aren't as big as they used to be. And they speak to the same 30, 40, 50, or 100 people every Sunday. And I remember one old boy told me, you know, he's dead now and gone on to be in glory, I hope. That he said, I bring the same message every week. I bring a salvation message. And I'm like, you need to start bringing a message that teaches these sheep that are in front of you that have been, that should have been saved for the last 10, 15, 20 years, 30 even. It's the same people you've been speaking to for years, decades. And yet all you want to do is, you know, drum it up till the end and do your salvation message. And at the end, play just as I am and see how many people come down to the altar so you can pat yourself on the back. I'm going to shut up and play something here. Hopefully my my uh, thing will work right. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I have technological issues every once in a while, as you all know. But this this is an interesting clip. Uh, it's it's two guys that I rather admire as far as pastors and preachers go, and we'll perhaps talk a bit about it at the end. Okay, technology is doing me in, as always. What do you know? Anyway. In the workplace. There we it go. allows them to lie and gossip and slander unrestrainedly. And this garment that they put on themselves convinces them that there's no justice for this. There's no judgment day coming for them. Even though Jesus said, by every word you speak, you'll be justified. And by every word you'll be condemned. Jesus said, if you do not forgive those who have wronged you, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your trespasses. But in spite of what God has spoken, they create a garment of fig leaves and they cover themselves and say, all is well, all is well. And they seek out a church that won't challenge their sin, that won't expose this hypocrisy for what it is. I'd rather you get mad at me and go to heaven. Being forsaken by God, that is the most terrible thing any human being can ever face. Think of the worst suffering you can ever face, multiplied by a million and more, and you understand what being forsaken by God is. We think of hell as some geographical place somewhere. Maybe it is, but the worst part of hell is that it's a God-forsaken place. Is the only God-forsaken place in the universe. That means God is not there. And it's terrible to be there because God is not there. God is the old God is in this world today. That's why even for unbelievers, things are pleasant. 
But when you go to the place where God himself has withdrawn his presence, all the evil in the devil and the man and all comes out fully. It'll be terrible. That's, I believe, that evil is what makes the fire of hell, makes people's lives so miserable. But what a tragedy to have been covered in an unrighteous covering, to have been covered in human effort, to have been covered in something deceptive, to find in the last moments of your life that the feet coming down the hallway are not taking you to heaven. I guess the question would be whose feet are coming to get you? Who's been assigned to take you into eternity? And if you're not sure they're God's, can it be changed? Can I get back? Mine. That's the first foundation of Christianity. Christ died for our sins. But that's not enough. He rose from the dead. If he did not rise from the dead, I would not be a Christian. I, would waste, I wouldn't waste my time preaching this message. His rising from the dead is the proof that all that he said on earth was true. No man died for the sins of the world. No man rose from the dead. No religion even claims that somebody died for the sins of the world except Christianity. And no religion even claims that somebody who died came out of the grave after three days. So the foundation of the Christian faith is not do good, be kind, don't hurt others. It is Christ died for your sins and he rose up from the dead. You remove those two things, Christianity becomes like any other religion in the world. And that's why it's unique. You need to understand that. You are a sinner and you deserve to go to hell for all eternity, to be forsaken by God forever. And you have lived for yourself, you are created, created to belong to God, but you live for yourself. And when you come back to God, you must come back like a thief who has stolen what belongs to God for so many years. How old are you? 25, 30? So many years you have stolen something that belongs to God. You can come back to him in sorrow. Lord, I didn't know. This was your thing I stole so many years. I'm going to come back to you and give my life to you. If you're a thief, the scripture says all thieves dwell outside of the city of God. Read it in Revelation. If you're a liar, you're not going there either. So whatever kind of robe you want, you're not going. <clears throat> the leaves have got to come off. God says, I'm looking for a Nathaniel today. I'm looking for a man or woman without guile. He says, Lord, I want it your way. You can get through the deception your whole life. You can even sing in the choir. <clears throat> you can go your whole life, but there's one moment you will not get through. And it's the last five seconds of your life, folks. You'll not make it through. It has to be true. And uh, those are kind of words you won't hear in most of your churches today, because they aren't—they aren't uplifting. They aren't. Oh, they make me feel good. Look, if there's sin in our lives, we shouldn't leave the church house feeling good. We shouldn't walk out. Oh, well, you know, that was an uplifting sermon. You know, I'm glad I showed up today. And you know what? The gospel, no matter what, even if it exposes the things in our lives that are bad, the things that we know are there and we're trying to hide from God, uh, th those were two guys, I like to say, like the, uh, the one was um, Carter Conlon from, uh, he took over for 
Dave Wilkerson up at the uh, Times Square Church, and the other guy was uh, uh, an Indian from India by the name of Zach Poonin, P-O-O-N-E-N. Well worth listening to. But he will expose things in the Bible that are so true and they're so uh, real that people can't handle it. God calls us to live lives that are holy. First Peter, I believe it'll say, be ye holy as he is holy. Now, we know that we fall short and that we're sinners saved by grace, but that doesn't mean we get to use that as a, uh, oh, well, I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm still going to keep sinning. No, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to walk as he walked. It says in 1 John 2, 6, if I'm not mistaken. And if I'm wrong, go ahead and read all of 1 John, and you'll find it sooner or later. It says, walk as he walked, talking about how Jesus walked, how he conducted himself, how he offered himself to the world. Everybody's looking for the buck. Um, I know a guy who goes out and... uh, entertains folks at nursing homes. He doesn't accept anything for it. I had a guy tell me the other day, oh, I know this guy. He goes out and does all this. He gets paid for it. I'm like, well, that's good for him. You know, it's all about the almighty buck. These days it's hard to pass up money because you need it to live, I guess. But um, it's just one of those things, you know. What what are you going to take your gift and do with it? Psalm 34, like I said, the President of the United States used a partial piece of a verse. Psalm 34 and verse 18, he said he, he quoted the first part. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, period. He stopped. Because he, he probably, his speechwriter decided the rest of, this, of that verse wasn't worth putting in. We only need to get that little thing to grab people and, you know, make you look like you really are so spiritual today, Mr. Biden. But there's a little bit more in that verse. And he says, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, semicolon, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. What does that mean, contrite spirit? It means crushed. Sometimes we have to be crushed before we really get it, before we really understand just how much God is going to be nigh to us, how much God can actually do for us instead of us taking it upon ourselves and saying to people, look what I've done. Look at how many people I've touched in my life. How many people go astray as soon as they've been touched? Not for me to say. I want to go into some other things in Psalm 34, and then we're going to call it a day. Oh, taste. This is verse number 8, Psalm 34. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. 
a lot of times I've heard, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, and they stop. I think there's even songs that go that way. The, the, last, the second part seems to be pretty important as well. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him, the Lord. Oh, fear the Lord, ye saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. Keep thy tongue, verse 13, keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. You know, when you're in the dire needs, when you you've feel like you've hit rock bottom and there's no one else you can turn to, it says right there, his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against those that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. Now, verse 17 would have went well in the in this speech, but, you know, we already know that there's not a Democrat out there that could preach a message or, or use the Bible in a correct way that seems. That was a pretty broad brush statement, but I don't care. Anybody who goes to these people that, that now they're, they're using this murderous rampage by an idiot with a gun. They're using him and saying, well, anybody who stands against abortion and, and is still pro-gun, well, they're a hypocrite. Well, that's bull. Jesus said, you may have to buy a sword. Defend your family. If you don't, you're worse than an infidel, Paul wrote, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. You can. I've, I know people that have had guns in their closet, maybe even in, in the drawer next to their bed, forever, for decades. And those guns have never jumped out of those places and jumped into a, my, or any, I'm sorry, not my, any hand and went out and done anything. It's the person who did it. It's like the guy who ran over all the people at the Christmas parade last year. Last uh, it was November, actually, right after Thanksgiving. Killed a whole bunch of people. What did they say about him? Oh, it was a, a car went out of control. A car. Or just recently, when this slipped through the, uh, um, the Supreme Court happened, uh, leaking information about Roe versus Wade, uh, a, a pro-life organization, it was in Wisconsin, their, their building caught on fire. It had help from the Molotov cocktail or whatever that the anti-life person threw through their window. But, you know, it was just, you know, the building caught fire. It, it, it just spontaneously erupted. These people will not give you the truth. They will lie to you every chance they get. They'll cover it all up. And like we wrote wrote read in the beginning and you heard the guys in the in the deal here that i played for you carter conlon i believe it was said 
you know, the liars and the thieves, they're outside the gate. That doesn't mean they're just out there walking around. It's all happy and good. They don't care. They're in hell burning. It's a place without God. Zach Poonin put it very well. Hell is a place where God is not. The reason that we, the world is even as decent sometimes as it seems to be is because God is still here. The Holy Spirit is still present here on this planet. God is still in control. But the devil has blinded the eyes. I'm sorry. The devil has blinded the minds of the unbelievers. That's Second Corinthians 4, 4, if I'm not mistaken. I'm, I'm mistaken quite often, but you, again, it gives you a chance to read a book if you want to. Verse 17 of Psalm 34. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. Then, of course, there was the uh, 18 we read already. The Lord is nigh unto them that are broken of heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Verse 19, very important verse. We don't want to go away from this today without me touching on this. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. He keepeth his bones. Not one of them is broken. That's a prophecy of the cross where Jesus had no broken bones. The, the, the afflictions of the righteous are many, and the Lord delivereth them out of them all. Now, you may die in one of those afflictions, as Paul did, as Peter did, as every disciple and apostle did, except for John. He, he lived through the afflictions, died of an old age. But many were his afflictions. Don't get... Don't get messed up and think, oh, well, he didn't die. He died old age. Yeah, but he went to Patmos and carried rocks as far as we know. He was thrown uh, into a boiling oil cow or of some sort. You know, there's so many things. Thomas was speared. All the others, you know, James was tossed off the temple or shot or euthanized they were killed they were murdered by devils because it says murderers or satan was a murderer from the beginning and a, and a liar and when he speaketh a lie he speaketh his own language so when you hear the liars and they stand in pulpits and they stand behind desks with seals of the United States president and senators and congressmen and all the rest. When they say lies, they're speaking their own language. They're speaking the language of their father, the devil. No, is it strong talk? Read the Bible. What does it say? Lies are lies, brother. If you speak a lie, you're speaking the devil's language think that doesn't make him happy when that happens i think that's enough for today we'll be back soon i have some stuff that i want to go over 
um, this past week or so, the uh, muckety-mucks of the world flew on their private jets and met at Davos in Switzerland to discuss how to control you and I. And uh, I, I believe they're going to fail in some of those regards. And we got, we got some little clips of that and some people to look at. And Look, first of all, let's, let's make this very plain. We don't hate here. We don't want people to f- harbor hate in their hearts. Uh, we need forgive. We need a forgiving spirit. Because uh, as as a as a boy said there a little bit ago, you know, you don't forgive. God doesn't forgive you. All this horror that happened these last weeks, this last couple of weeks now, is is a time now for the healing to begin, and it's never an easy thing to do, but. It's what we need to do. Friends, I thank you for being with me today. I thank you if you heard this and it, it helped you. I hope I hope I didn't bring anybody down. I'm here to you know, bring the truth, and the truth makes you free. John 8.32. We need that. We need the truth. Sometimes it's hard. It's harsh. It's not easy to, to take on, but we need it. Um. I didn't start out like I normally do. I'm going to end on this note. Remember, our corporate sponsor, Step On Socks. Uh, These guys are pretty cool. And uh, you can go and check out their website. Please use the uh, Removing Confusion deal that they've given me it's step on stocks <laughs> step on socks s-t-e-p-o-n-s-o-c-k-s socks.com slash removing confusion folks have a great day until the next time we come together it's tom richardson your host have a great day a great weekend it's memorial day weekend as a matter of fact here in the united states so enjoy it Have a good time. Have a hot dog, hamburger, whatever. Remember those that went before you and never forget the Lord Jesus Christ, the most important one to remember on any day. Have a great day. Goodbye.